Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Big spot for the Mississippi mustache, Gardner Minshew, this week. But that's not who we're here to talk about. We're talking about the top NFL matchups at the top of the hour. It's 9 a.m. Eastern. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. It's a football Friday and a jam-packed sports weekend. We got the NBA perhaps coming to an end tonight. We got the Major League Baseball playoffs. Keys, Lakers, Jays, Yankees. They'll have their eye on both of those. Huge college football weekend. Huge college football. Make it, prove it for Miami against Clemson. Make it, prove it for the Vols against Georgia. Those are two legendary programs that think they're all the way back. They can take out some big dogs this weekend. Texas had OU as well. That's a big one. I don't did both of them. I know you're off. When's the last time, though, that was a third or fourth priority to Jay's point, right? Oklahoma has created. They're both at the bottom of the Big 12. And then key Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday night football. Yeah, I know, right? That's what I, I was sitting here thinking. I was like, okay, so... Tuesday, we get a little bit of that going. That'll be different. That'll be that'll be interesting to see. And then what? Wednesday too, huh? No, Mon- Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Sunday, Monday, Mon- Tuesday. Mondays. How many games? Two. Two. And there's only the one on Tuesday. Correct. For now. Yep. Pat's Chiefs on Monday, followed by the traditional Monday night game set in stone for months between the Chargers. Will we and the have Saints. baseball on Tuesday? Likely we will because yes. there's not going to be any off days. Once the series are Keeps set, going. they're just going to play every single day okay. for four teams that are I left just, in the hunt. Have you guys October. felt this? And, I, and this is a random felt comment, what that the lights are dim. The, yeah, your lighting is looking. <laughs> you're looking darker than usual. <laughs> I know. Um, I, I will say this though: it feels like every single night there is some sport on. You're, it just it's it becomes disorienting to a degree, right? You're trying to watch everything. Days are running together. You're like, what day of the week is this? What game is on tonight? It's just it's 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 consistent. Well, I I I enjoy I've enjoyed having sports on every single night. I just don't like that I have to stay up so late to try to catch some of the games. You know, that's the only the only thing is when you're sitting there and you're like, okay, and then you have to get up because it gets it starts running past midnight sometimes. That's what happens when you're an LA sports fan living on the East Coast, man. You got to deal with that for sure, right? East Coast bias. I see what goes on now firsthand. <laughs> Let's put another Yankee Red Sox game on. But the East Coast bias in full effect, right? All right, it's time for take your pick. We're not asking you to pick a winner for the game here, fellas. It's just more take your pick on the quarterback and who you think will have the better matchup. Let's start with Tuesday night football. At the moment, the Buffalo Bills and the Tennessee Titans, of course, that would be Allen and Tannehill. You know, this will be an interesting one to me, but. I'm going to take Josh Allen in this situation. They're, they're a team that's winning games and playing defense, but he's playing well. I don't have him quite on the MVP status to some. What? But I think he I think he's playing good football. Stephon Diggs is certainly doing his part. Beasley's doing his part. And Josh Allen is doing his part. I'm taking Josh Allen. And, yes, I don't care what Keyshawn says. He's in the MVP conversation. How do you not have him in the MVP conversation? Because it's my conversation. Well, and I decided not so, to put so, him in so it. So why not? Because I have three other guys that are better than him in Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, and so, it made me forget my train of thought, man. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers? And Aaron Rodgers. All right, so he's the fourth. No, I'm only three dudes is in my conversation. All right, it's my conversation. Go ahead, Zubin. Let's take our pick here. Erroneous. The key quarterback in the battle of the Keystone State. For key first, Wentz, Roethlisberger, Eagles, Steelers. This is easy. It's, it's Ben Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger is a guy who has this team playing, trying to win this division. He's coming off an injury. But so far, rejuvenated Juju Smith-Schuster is excited about it. Carson Wentz throwing an interception in every single game this year. He is a pick machine. 
Key, our producer just asked if we can be quicker here. So can you p- please stop expounding like 10 minutes per pick? Ben, Ro- ben Roethlisberger, Big Ben. When they say quick, they don't mean it like that, but go ahead. Jackson versus Burrow, quick. <laughs> so silly. <laughs> I'm going to take Burrow. I- I'm going to take Burrow in this situation. I think he's been playing high three straight 300-yard games for this kid. He is, you know, and Jackson missed some time this week in practice. I know he missed two days, sore knee, but I'm still taking Lamar Jackson. Rivers, Mayfield. <sighs> Baker Mayfield. They figured it out. Kevin Stefanski's figured out how to utilize Baker Mayfield. Don't give him too much. Allow the other players around him to do some things. And Phillip Rivers is still being L.A. Charger Phillip Rivers, even though they're 3-1. and one. I'm going to take Mayfield in this one. I think the weapons are too much. Sunday night football, Minnesota-Seattle, Kirk Cousins, Russell Wilson. Oof. Uh, both of those secondaries are struggling, but Russell Wilson and, and DK Metcalf and Lockett has figured this thing out in just what we call a passing game. And I think Kirk Cousins and his receivers are still trying to figure things out. So I'm taking Russ. What? What? Ridiculous? Is that what he called it? Ridiculous. Yeah, ridiculous. Uh, I will go with Russell Wilson in this one. I, I, he's at the top of the list as it relates to or the unlimited. MVP. Russ Unlimited or something. It's all right. You got it. Everybody yeah. understand what you're talking about. Russell Wilson. And Dangerous. Yeah, and and whatever, man. So many nicknames. <laughs> the second of two Monday Night Football games, heard it right. Pats will take on the Broncos in the first game on ESPN. Second game on ESPN as well. Herbert Breeze, Chargers, Saints. I'm going to go with Breeze. I, 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 I just think that Breeze is one of those veteran quarterbacks that knows what he's doing. Uh, he should have all of his weapons back on the offensive side of the ball, which will give him the edge. Is that game in New Orleans? Yes, it is. It's going to be played in New Orleans despite Hurricane Delta despite. for the moment. So okay. they made for the, the moment. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Could so. move to Indy. That's a backup if okay. it has to go to Indy. Don't. Mm. Still don't. If it's in New Orleans, I go with Breeze. Okay. There you go. That is take your pick. Let's get ready to chat a little bit of NBA. Let's get ready to run. We know that he's watching over us. It's our responsibility to just represent the purple and gold. Yeah. Sometimes we laugh, sometimes we cry, but I guess you know now. The Lakers are back in control of these NBA Finals. The job is not done. Job's not finished. Job finished? I don't think so. Continue to not sleep until the job is done. The magnitude of tonight. There could be 48 minutes left in the NBA season. Jay, what are you looking for here? Game five, we got our Lakers expert and Jeff Van Gundy on the way. So, matchups. Will Anthony Davis start on Jimmy Butler again? He did a really good job in the opening quarter of that first game using that size to negate Jimmy Butler knocking down mid-range shots. That's where he operates best out of, attacking the rim, mid-range shots. Then LeBron James guarding Jimmy Butler down the stretch, refused to get you know, picked off screen, stayed with him. And then also for Miami, if Miami's able to knock down shots, Miami missed a ton of wide-open shots. The Lakers then countered, made a ton of contested shots on the opposite end. But if Miami's knocking down shots on the outside and they're still getting a great effort defensively, you know their interchangeable parts is what always gives the Lakers some issues. If they don't allow the Lakers to take advantage of the boards, Miami could be in this one. It's good. This game is going to be a battle. Like I said, this is going to be like two teams scrapping in the mud, and it comes down to who can make plays. I do think ultimately not having Goran Dragic on the floor for Miami hurts them with the playmaking ability down the stretch because then if Jimmy Butler's not doing it, you're relying upon Tyler Hero to do that, and I think that's, that's a huge missing link 
for the Miami Heat. Key, we got to mention this because this has probably been the biggest takeaway for me all morning long. We talked about many, many things this morning. On a Friday, you're going to get to a lot of subjects, but you saying this win, if they could get it tonight, would seal the greatest championship in Lakers history really caught me. Why do you say that? Well, because number one, it's the, one of the biggest reasons is the death of Kobe Bryant. Mm-hmm. I mean, you start there. And LeBron James, as you can see, is talking about that, the importance about a Kobe Bryant looking down on, on the team and on the city of L.A. I think when you, when you start there, then you, you go into where we're at in this pandemic situation. Then you go into the unrest and where we're at as far as the unjust goes. Then you go into the bubble, the difficulty of playing in the bubble, being there, being stuck in this bubble, isolated away from family and friends mm-hmm. on a day-to-day basis, all of those sort of things on their back. They, the other 16 championships didn't have any of that, no. right? I mean, that's a lot. No other sports championships. And, and the fact that LeBron James and, and Anthony Davis and, and, and Frank Vogel and the rest of the staff and the players know the importance of winning the championship this year for L.A., you can't possibly tell me that the one of the other 16s would be more important. Well, I, I, I don't. At least for my Laker history, yes, they're great. We won them, but because of everything else, it's like this is the perfect situation. And on top of that, you're wearing the Black Mamba design jerseys mm-hmm. that you're four and zero in again tonight. Uh, I'm just maybe there's a bunch of people that disagree and feel like I don't know what I'm talking about, and they'll start to pick it apart. I'm sure because they don't like a LeBron James or they don't like the take. But you can't tell me. This dude just said how important it is. He said it. Well, how about how he said it too, Keith? So, you know, the one thing I've always enjoyed about LeBron is that he is a student of the game. He paid attention to everything that Kobe says. I'm sure that LeBron has gone back and watched tape of Kobe, watched his actions, his his innuendos, his nuances and how he played. So little things, you know, the job is not done. And, and Where do you only, think he got that from? Yeah. He does that stuff strategically, by the way, and to only, show you how he's paying attention. Not, not only that, though, Jay, if you could dive into conversations about he knows the pulse of the L.A. Laker fans. Like he said, it can't be a Laker till he wins one. He's a rental right now. An expensive rental, by the way. Very expensive. Very expensive. So he gets it. He gets it. And so when you, when you look at that, Z, you say, well, how, it, it struck you. Because think about it. Was any of the ones in Boston more important than this one? Well, I, I'm not going to say that because we can't go back in time and think about all the things that Bill Russell had to go through when he won. No, no, champ- I'm talking about for the Lakers. Oh, for the Lakers. For only the Lakers. I'm only talking about okay. for the Lakers. That's the only thing I'm talking about. It's hard to argue your point for sure. We're getting ready for Game 5 tonight, 8.30 Eastern, Jay and the Gang with Countdown, tip-off at 9. You can also hear the game on ESPN Radio. Coverage begins at 8.30. Mark Kestesher with every single basket coming off his lips tonight on ESPN Radio. We're ready to go. Jeff Van Gundy is our lead NBA analyst, and, of course, he joins us on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line on the call tonight with Mike Breen and Mark Jackson. Jeff, I want to start here with you because this is the one story, in my opinion, in the finals that has been totally overlooked. Sure, Coach Spo with Miami, he was a video coordinator, but guess what? So was Frank Vogel. He started very humbly. He had his worst coaching moments spending two years in Orlando. Now, outside of Orlando in the bubble, 
he could win the title. People were wondering if he was up to this job. People were wondering how would he team up with LeBron after LeBron eliminated him so many years in the East. What do you make of this moment? We'll talk about LeBron and AD and all that stuff. What do you make of this moment as a fellow coach for Coach Frank Vogel? Well, I think Frank, uh, he was never doubted in the coaching circles. In Orlando, he had an awful team. Um, and unfortunately, their management thought they had good players, uh, but they, they had awful t- uh, an awful team. And so no one wins with an awful team. And so um, he had been very good in Indiana for a long period of time, uh, bad teams in Orlando, and now he goes out there. And I think coaches knew that he had uh, a humbleness about him where he can mix with anybody. If you don't get along with Frank Vogel, it's you're the jerk, not him. And so I, I see a team that with a lot of combustible personalities have meshed together and melded together exceptionally well. And I give Frank a lot of credit because he's never out front trying, trying to take credit from the players. He's always giving credit to those players, and they deserve it. And I think they respect his knowledge and his humility. Coach, how do you expect Miami to come out tonight in a win or go back to Miami from Orlando game tonight? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Listen, for Miami, there's no losing tonight. You either get to escape this bubble um, or you get to go one more uh, game and give yourself a chance. And I think Miami will give a Miami effort. I think they're going to play exceptionally hard. I think they're going to know what they want to do to combat some of the things that L.A. did in game four. And I think they're going to play well. Now, the thing I would say is, do they have enough offense uh, in the fourth quarter, especially if Anthony Davis' size continues to bother Jimmy Butler? Where would they get that offense from? But I have no doubt how hard they'll compete. Jeff, so Jimmy Butler had that 40-point triple-double in that game that they won. Uh, the game afterwards, he was 8-17 to 17 for 22 points. But it, how would you – because obviously he needs to have a big-time performance tonight. How would you as a coach, how would you strategize him attacking Anthony Davis or LeBron James who guarded him in the fourth quarter as well? Well, I think they were trying to go so deep under his pick-and-roll, basically daring him to shoot the three-point shot. So – I think he's going to have to make a couple uh, threes to alter their pick and roll coverage. So he, he can get a, an, a, like a dead open three anytime he wants in a pick and roll, the way they're guarding him. And it's just up to him. Hey, you know, he could have put him up one with that corner three. Instead, it goes back the other way and Caldwell Pope hits a three in transition to put the Lakers up five. But I think those are the type of shots he's going to have to, uh, mix in so that at least he puts some seed of doubt that he's not always just going to go to the basket, go to the basket. I think secondly, the screeners have to do a better job of getting him free. I think their angles of screens have to encourage Anthony Davis to have to take a route that goes over the screen versus allowing him to slip under and meet Jimmy Butler uh, at the rim as he goes under. And then also I think, you know, the more that they can get uh, in transition before the great Laker defense sets in the half court, 
the better served they're going to be. So I think that's what they've got to do with Butler. But I think the guy that has to play well, Jay, is Hero. He has had a substandard shooting series. Uh, He's got to shoot the ball better. He's got to be more decisive in the shots he wants to take, particularly early in the game. Jeff, everybody always talks about LeBron James, Anthony Davis, uh, Contavious Caldwell-Pope had a big-time performance last game, but the model consistency on this team has been <laughs> Rajon Rondo. I mean, he was one of seven last night, but he was still plus eight. Tell me about some of the things that he does in the court that just makes him a winner. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to think. And you're, we're, we're talking about a guy who's 10 for 31 from the floor, 32%, 28 from three, averaging like six and a half points a game. And we're saying he's been a big impact on the series, but he has. I think he has a tremendous nose for the ball. He is a terrific rebounding guard. I think he sniffs out plays at the defensive end um, that can either lead to disruption or steals. But I think that knowledge uh, is good. And then I think, you know, as we saw the late basket off the pick and roll, because he struggled shooting the ball wise, everybody plays him for the pass. And so he has no fear, even with all of that, the struggle shooting that have gone on. He missed point blank layups last game. He got to the rim at a critical time uh, on a pick and roll and he puts it in. And I think he has a unique uh, uh, symbiotic relationship with Davis. I think because of that, them playing together in new Orleans, uh, when James sits and rests, usually those two team, those two guys are at the forefront of the offensive possessions. And I think they can adapt and play very well even when James takes a break. Coach Jeff Van Gundy, ESPN NBA analyst, joining us here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Coach, let me ask you this. I want you to put your coaching hat on for a minute as well as your player hat. How difficult is it right now in this environment to go inside that bubble and win a championship? Well, I think it starts with how much your players want to actually be there. I don't think here in the finals it's hard because both teams see the end is in sight and the goal is right there. Where I think teams separated themselves from really wanting to be here and not was from the time they arrived back in early July up and through the second round of the playoffs. Once the final four teams were established, I think all four of those teams you know, desperately wanted to be here, wanted to play, saw the goal. But it has taken, I think, a lot of mental strength, a lot of discipline by these teams and these players um, to stay engaged, uh, to not let the bubble beat you. I think the bubble beat a couple teams um, in this whole ordeal. But these, these two teams – they wanted to be here. Their best players wanted to be here. And I think that enthusiasm to pursue a championship offset any boredom, uh, disillusionment with being uh, stuck here in the same hotel room with the same food night after night after night. And I give those, I give these two teams and their coaching staffs so much credit. Jeff, speaking of coaching staffs, executives, uh, players, do you think the Lakers get enough credit for what they've done to get here? Well, I don't think 
it's it's really interesting uh, where LeBron James goes. No one gets credit. You know, like when LeBron James went to Miami, uh, the Miami front office was given a lot of credit for that. When LeBron James went to L.A., no one gave uh, Magic Johnson and Rob Palenka a lot of credit, you know. And I think Rob Palenka wasn't given a lot of credit for the Anthony Davis trade or the veterans he signed. I mean, I think the Lakers, because they have such expectations to win, their fan base is so used to winning, even though they've been in a drought here for a while uh, previous to this uh, season. I just think that the people that play with that coach and that try to assemble a roster around LeBron James, their contributions are often overlooked to no fault of James, but just because of his, um, you know, superior talents um, that everybody, it's all about LeBron all the time. That's a great point. When the bar is set that high, it's really hard to constantly meet it. But as evidenced by his 10 straight finals, or excuse me, 10 finals, he is indeed meeting that bar. Jeff will look for you, Mike Breen, and Mark Jackson tonight, 9 Eastern on ABC. Thank you very much. All right, guys. Take care. Mm-hmm. It's great to have his perspective. I really loved his last point, right? Yeah. I mean, you're saddled with greatness, so you don't get any credit for that greatness. I'd love to be saddled with that kind of greatness, by the well, way, with having LeBron. Well, <laughs> but it's it's I, a plus. It's not a minus. That's for sure. I will say this, though. like, <laughs> It's not easy. I mean, everybody's like, well, I, I can win. I, you know, I've heard people say, well, I can win if you give me those guys. All right. Managing personalities, really strong personalities, and also LeBron James, who's a savant on the court. Like, it takes a lot to manage that. Think about Jason Kidd. Think about John Rondo. The personalities around this team to manage all that, you have to give them credit for keeping this team at such a high level that they were able to maintain throughout the whole course of the year. A lot of buy-in with superstars. Right. The word that Jeff used, combustible personalities. Yes. And uh, they may explode tonight, but they would explode in a positive way celebrating that But you see why I say this championship, if they win this champion, or better yet, when they win it, Mm -hmm. why is the top one in the history of the Lakers. Just what Coach was saying right there. Mm -hmm. Eating the same meals, the stress level being in a little room. I mean, I own small rooms. I'm sure the rooms are comfortable, but they're they're not at home. They're not driving down the freeway to practice. Still to come. From the NBA bubble to the WNBA's bubble, affectionately known as the Wubble. We'll talk about the best player on the best team in the WNBA. She'll join us next. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
all of our guests, including Brianna Stewart, the legendary WNBA slash college player. Everything she's done, she's just a winner everywhere she goes. She will join us in moments on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. Just want to remind people that may not be familiar with Brianna's story. Jay, you mentioned it. They're coming off a win, her Seattle Storm in the WNBA championship. She missed all of last year with a ruptured right Achilles. And I can only imagine from somebody that's fought back from a lot of adversity, when you have basketball taken away from you, in her case temporarily, but it's what she does, and then is able to come back and be the unanimous finals MVP the very next year. How about that? I think she's the greatest women's player we've ever seen. And look at the resume. High school national Gatorade player of the year. McDonald's All-American. In college at UConn, underneath Geno, four-time national champion, four-time finals MVP, like MVP of the NCAA tournament, three-time national player of the year, first overall pick, 2016 rookie of the year, WNBA finals MVP. I mean, the, the accolades go on and on and on. And when I watch her play on the court, it's like I'm watching Kevin Durant on the court. That's how she plays, inside, outside, incredibly skilled. I've never seen a player like her before. Now, and when you have an opportunity to, you know, watch someone like that, you certainly can appreciate it. And it's, it's, you could tell coming back from an injury and then having to get to this point in the pre appreciating everything that you've gone through. You certainly could tell with her and Jay mentioned all of her accolades. I mean, what else is there to be like? What else is there left to do? And it's great for basketball fans because this year there are more nationally televised WNBA games than there ever have been before. Jay, these these ladies are playing some incredible basketball, and they deserve a lot of respect. And when you do what Stewart has done, it's earned. I, I've been calling her Stewie forever, and obviously playing with Sue Bird and watching this team. I watched Sue since her her days at UConn before, kind of passing the torch to Brianna Stewart when she came into UConn. But points per minute leaders in the finals. Number four, Jimmy Butler. Men's and women's. Number four, Jimmy Butler. Number three, Anthony Davis. Number two, LeBron James. Number one, Brianna Stewart. It's pretty impressive. Also, we should mention with Sue Bird, Sue is actually going to turn 40 next week. For fans that may not be aware of her, one of the great, great college basketball players of her time also played at Connecticut. She is 40 next week. She has been a part of all four Seattle championship teams. That is something. So you got the youth of Brianna Stewart and the legendary experience of, of Sue Bird. And again, if you're out there and you don't really know these two names, you don't follow women's basketball, I mean, these players are, as Jay said, at the apex of their sport. And, it's, and they should be getting some attention. There's so much going on right now, Key. It's easy to get drowned out, the WNBA, the Wubble. But you got to spend a couple of minutes talking about them because they, it's merited. Well, that's why we're here, yeah. right? Well, that's why we're here to bring it, uh, some attention to something that's well-deserved. I think when you look at it, you know, yeah, it, sports is down from a television standpoint, but sure. that's okay. It's coming; it'll come back. But when you have women that are doing such an amazing job on and off the court, you want to bring attention to it. Indeed, Brianna's going to join us here in just a minute. But first, let's get through our smart picks. Brought to you by Redbox. Now, basically, what we do here is we ask for your smart pick in sports. And then of all the great movies on Redbox, we'll have a basketball theme today. We'll find out what your favorite basketball Uh, movie is on Redbox. Can't wait to see what the guys say. There's some poignant ones. There's some funny ones. There's some serious, old school, new school. So let's, fellas, start with the smart pick in sports. The smart pick in sports to watch this weekend key is? I'm going to say Clemson over Miami Hurricanes. So that's one you're going to watch and really have an eye on. Yeah, I think when I look at Clemson, you know, Miami, yeah, it's cool. They got the turnover chain, and it look, it smells, and it looks like they could be back, but doesn't mean they're going to beat Clemson. They could just be back to one of those teams that are 10-1 and, and, and got a shot 
to maybe get into the final, but I don't think they beat Clemson. They have to go to Death Valley. Obviously, it won't be sold out, but there will be fans in the stands enough, I'm sure, to make it feel like a home game for Clemson. College game day will be there, Jay. What Were the Bills and the Titans supposed to be on the weekend? And they got, obviously got moved. Technically, so, so right? Does that count? It's now it's like a weekday no, game. Yeah, but okay, I, I, just because I, I want to see how the Titans respond, obviously, coming off everything happening with COVID. Uh, and then, obviously, Josh Allen – and, and, and company, I mean, he's in the MVP conversation, whether you have him four, three, two, wherever he is. Right. Uh, they've been playing at a very high level. I would love to see how both these teams kind of arrive. And I'm going to go with an interesting matchup between Florida and Texas A&M. I think there's a really cool thing in this game. Florida's quarterback, great young kid named Kyle Trask. He was named after Kyle Field, where he will be playing in College Station this weekend. His parents have a long-standing affinity for the Aggies. The stadium's about 100 years old. And so, hey, Kyle Field, we love the Aggies. We're going to name our son Kyle. And he'll be walking into the stadium that inspired his name. How about so, that? So he's from Texas. Yeah, well, his family is just big A&M people. Oh, okay. So it's one of those things where it's kind of cool walking into the house. That, hey, here you yeah. go. It's Kyle. That's, a, that's an interesting stadium, too. At Kyle Field. Yeah, Pretty very, cool stadium. Huge, right? A little bit disappointing this year for both Texas and Texas A&M. Baylor's got some really bad news with COVID, too, as well. So that's the deal. Our smart picks. Jay's going to go NFL. Key's going to go college football. So will I. The smart pick in movies. In honor of the NBA Finals, our favorite basketball movies, these basketball movies are all currently available on Redbox for you to watch anytime that you want. Space Jam. Blue Chips, which is Jay's call. That's your favorite? By far. Nick Nolte? Are you kidding me? <laughs> like Mike. Love and Basketball, The Way Back, <laughs> Uncle Drew. Wait, no, never mind. Final shot, the Hank Gather story, very poignant. Hank but I was going to let him finish, but of course you would go college basketball to get paid. I get it. <laughs> oh, come on. Semi-Pro, which has a little humor. Above the Rim, Key, your favorite, White Man Can't Jump. Well, <laughs> your favorite. Yeah, I, I mean... Yeah, I guess it would be my favorite. I like them. I like all of them for the you're, most well, part. Well, you're a though. fan of Wesley Snipes. But so I like – stop, man. What? <laughs> Woody, Wesley. I mean, it's, it's a Woody good Harrelson, movie. Wesley yeah. The thing about that movie, I would just say, is if you were to watch it today and sometimes it's just – you know, it's like when somebody's 25 and watches a movie and then like there's like a dramatic scene where a guy goes to a payphone and the young person's like – why is this dude in a glass booth holding a telephone? You have yeah. to, like, think about it's it. It's an old movie, so. But White Man Can't Jump at the time was very revolutionary yeah. and seen as very Absolutely. risque. Like, today it would be, like, nothing. But yeah. back then it was, like, even the title oh, yeah. back then was, That's like, whoa, whoa, they're calling it White Men Can't Jump, you know? Well, I mean. <laughs> it's different. Sneaky. <laughs> sneaky. But, they, yeah. hey, if you take it there, it's a whole lot of it's sneaky just, stuff that was going of, on just, now. Uh, Come yeah. on now. It's just, you know, it's always messed up, like, for, you know, Caucasian guys when they're athletic, it's like, well, he's sneaky athletic. And you're like, no, well, he's just it. athletic. He's not, he's, he's athletic. Last yeah. one, first one in, last one out. On that tip, here's a couple of crafty movies. Uh, I think that's another, <laughs> that's very, another crafty term. Player, so very crafty player. Coach Carter, Grown Ups, Rebound, and The All-Timer. And it's a, it's a little... Coach Carter was cool. He just, yeah. I don't like coaches like that. Grown Ups was a basketball movie? I guess it's on the list. Hoosiers, though, right? I mean, that, that's just the quintessential. Yeah. I'm not saying it's great. It's, you know, Hickory and all that stuff. Hoosiers, it's... It's got to make the list. I don't need to watch it. It's got to make the list. Can I just tell you, uh, for somebody who got, obviously after my NBA career was over and doing college basketball at ESPNU for as long as I did, as I worked my way up, <laughs> Blue Chips, it was just, I mean, Nick Nolte, his infamous line that movie was, I've become what I've despised. Now think about what we've seen over the past 15 years in college basketball, from coaches, payments, NCAA, FBI investigations, all these different things. And people finally like, well, hey, what's what's going on? Like, well, it's 
kind of always been that way to a degree. So for me, just seeing that way yeah. and the players, Anthony Hardaway, uh, Shaquille O'Neal in that movie, it was just it was such a classic movie. Shaq. Well Nick said. Nolte at church, at a Baptist church, doing all this stuff is just hysterical. So any of those movies we mentioned are available anytime for you to watch on Redbox. Rent the newest releases fresh from the theater at the box or on demand. Next up, Brianna Stewart will join us and we'll get you ready for Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and football <laughs> Tuesday. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Couldn't agree with Jay Moore. There was some great basketball in Bradenton for sure. We'll talk to the WNBA's best player by far, the unanimous finals MVP, Brianna Stewart. In just a moment, Keyshawn J. Will Zubin brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. You need the best coverage and not just football, but your wireless network too. Straight Talk Wireless gives you the same networks as big carriers for up to half the cost, 45 bucks a month for 25 gigs of high-speed data, then 2G. Savings may vary. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. Let's head right to the Shell Pennzoil performance line to bring in the unanimous finals MVP. Deserving a round of applause. Congratulations, Stewie! Stewie, I got to tell you, you you got it, Stewie. I got to tell you, Jay told us here in the previous segment right before you came on that, uh, you know, you're the greatest women's basketball player of all time. So we'll let Jay wax poetic here in a second. But I want to take you inside the year it's been for you. When you ruptured your right Achilles in 2019 and then a full year later come back and redeem yourself by becoming the unanimous finals MVP in one of the most lopsided finals games of all time to clinch your team's (laughs) fourth championship. Can you just explain what this year has been like from soup to nuts, injury to championship? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's been a roller coaster of a year. And I think that, you know, that's, that's the way it started in April of 2019 for me. And then that's just how it kind of continued through 2020 for the rest of the world. Um, but to be able to be able to get through that, come back, um, be able to play and, and really, you know, as as athletes, you know, play without having to think about my leg and play without having to, like, feel anything bad or stiffness in my leg, that's what was amazing. And now, you know, the only thing that I see on my leg or feel is my scar. And it's like my my memory, I guess. <clears throat> Don't worry, Stewie. Scars tell amazing stories, especially when you mm-hmm. can overcome. And that's what you've been able to do. Tell me a little bit about your relationship with Sue you know, you were hosting up the MVP trophy and she was behind you and she just had this look in her eyes that she was so proud. You guys have such a unique chemistry. Explain a little bit of that to us. 
Yeah, um, I think, you know, Sue and I, obviously, we've, we've taken um, similar paths throughout our entire life, um, both being from New York, going to UConn, getting drafted to Seattle. Um, our relationship started before when I was still at UConn just because that was when she was uh, rehabbing her hip. So she was at campus a lot, and we would um, she would practice against us a little bit. And then knowing that I was going to get drafted to, to Seattle, she kind of really just took me under her wing and helped me in, in all ways on and off the court. Um, and I'm like going back to my injury a little bit. The thing that I was upset about most was the fact that, you know, I didn't know if I was going to have another opportunity to play with Sue after getting injured in 2019. Um, so now at this point, we just cherish the moments we have on the court together. Brianna, can you tell me how that experience overall inside the bubble was? Mm-hmm. Um, it was interesting. I think that in the beginning, it, it took some getting used to just because we thought some things were going to be a little different than they actually were. Um, but once we got there, it got settled, kind of got under, excuse me, understood what was going to happen day in, day out. Um, we We bought in. And I think especially for our team, that's that's what we did. We bought in um, and we worked with what we got because we were just at that point happy to be able to be able to play basketball and appreciating, you know, the opportunity of, of having a job and things like that. Brianna, I, have you ever taken a second? I mean, now after winning another world championship with the Seattle Storm, uh, just to sit back and think about all your accolades. I mean, literally looking at this list, two-time WNBA champion, two-time WNBA finals MVP, uh, four-time national champion, four-time nas- you know, NCAA tournament MVP. It, what, do you, what do you think when you put your entire career together thus far and you still have so much more to do? Um, I think that, I mean, I've been a winner. And, you know, that's what I want to continue to do throughout the rest of my career. You know, I think that I tell people all the time, like, the Achilles adds five years to my life. So maybe technically I'm supposed to be like 31 um, (laughs) in Achilles years. Um, But, you know, I just want to be able to continue to play basketball. And I think, you know, coming back from from an injury like that, you appreciate things even more. Um, and, And that's what I'm doing. And I still want to continue to be better. And just be the best I can be in the basketball world and, and in the normal world. I got to ask you about this. Social justice obviously was at the forefront in the league entire bubble run. How does it feel to win a title knowing that you're part of, you know, you're, you're a major advocate in terms of social justice and you still won a championship despite having all of that on your plate? Yeah. You know, I mean, that's, that's one thing, you know, when I look back at the bubble and, Honestly, when you look back to the 2020 season, like that's what we're going to be most proud of is the 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 fact that we were able to kind of really collaborate as an entire league, you know, 144 players all together, and we took a stance for for social justice. We um, dedicated our season to say her name and to Brianna Taylor. We had Brianna Taylor on the back of our jerseys. Um, <clears throat> we we made an impact, and you know. The, the intro when I was coming on the show was talking about, you know, making an impact and we did that. And I don't think, you know, anyone before has, has kind of seen the WNBA in this light. And, you know, they should have, because like you said, we've been at the forefront of social justice for seems like a while now. 
Um, but we're continuing to, to kind of stand up for w- what we believe in. And obviously a league that has um, 80% black women, uh, <clears throat> we needed to make sure that we were making a stand and, and standing up for social justice and especially um, police brutality against black women. It's well said, Brianna. Very, very good statement there and a great season, a legendary franchise, and you're the reason for all of it. Thanks for joining us. Congratulations. Enjoy the offseason. Thank you, guys. Congrats. Congrats, Stewie. Stewie, one of the greatest to ever dribble a basketball. Quick breaking news, fellas, from Adam Schefter. After a presumptive positive player test today, all members of the Jets playing roster and coaching staff just sent home. They are set to, for the moment, play the Arizona Cardinals Sunday 1 Eastern in East Rutherford. But Schefter saying a presumptive positive player test sending everybody with the Jets home. Like I said... Buckle up. Every day. Buckle up. Every day. Winning percentage. That is what the NFL will eventually do. Mm. Latest news coming from the Jets. Enjoy your football weekend, and we'll see you right back here Monday morning. Time out. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.